Welcome to the Confessions of a Wedding Photographer podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Holden, and these are my stories. Welcome to episode four of Confessions of a Wedding Photographer podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Holden. Thank you for joining me on this wonderful evening uh, in episode four. I've titled Molly and the Bri- Molly the Bridesmaid and the Esky of Poop. Uh, we're going to go into that story today. Uh, we've got some pretty good news. We uh, finally got accepted onto the Apple podcast platform. So really happy about that. Um, we're con- sort of continuing the theme of drugs at weddings from the last episode. And uh, and it kind of flowed into this story, which is, was quite a bit of a funny one. And... Um, probably the most unique circumstance I've ever been into. So uh, in this episode of Confessions of a Wedding Photographer, we're going to discuss a group of bridesmaids who took some ecstasy pills and inserted them into their behinds during the bridal prep. That's correct. Uh, One girl, Molly, it's not her real name by the way, uh, began having chronic diarrhea in a $500 designer bridesmaids dress. So you can imagine that sets the scene for what's about to happen. Um, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please, can you rate the show? Can you subscribe? That'd be amazing. If you're on Spotify, you can follow there as well. Um, we are currently on the, the following platforms, the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Republic, and Stitcher, which is amazing. Um, if you'd like to follow our podcast a little bit more, uh, check out at the Holdens on Instagram or stuartholden.net or at uh, C-O-A-W-P underscore podcast. That's the podcast Instagram. Um, We've gotten quite a few messages and emails through, so please keep those coming. You guys are awesome. And thank you for all the feedback as well. Um, I had some really funny feedback about uh, the the intro. It's kind of spooky. sounds like a crime podcast. I'm really into crime podcasts, so it's going to stay for a while. I'm just going to chop it up and change it. Um, It's just... I want to really want to get these stories out and start getting into some guests. So this story was, was a bit of like a, a legend and I've heard it repeated by other wedding photographers and videographers uh, and the story happened to me. So if you happen uh, across this story from someone else, it didn't happen to them, it happened to me. <laughs> and I've got two assistants who are there who could vouch for me. Um, going through all the notes for, for this, you can read it on the show notes attached to the podcast, but we're looking at all these different stories of things that had happened and trying to uh, collect them all together to just make some entertaining stories and keep it under 20 minutes. Um, and we've got a couple of guests. It's a lot harder to get guests onto your podcast than what I thought. So I've got a couple of different photographer mates who are coming on. We're going to talk photography, clients, business all that sort of stuff so if you're into that stay tuned as well if you could share this podcast link i'd be ever so grateful i'm not doing this for money it's just a hobby and i'm getting 200 plays a day which is amazing never thought we'd even get to that much so you know i really appreciate it in this in this story episode four um uh, i was shooting a wedding down near boron up a uh, really popular wedding parts uh wedding sort of area massive forests really good shooting light um, I, I used to shoot a lot of high-end weddings down south, but um, it started to, after my 10th or 15th one, I think I started losing the oomph for it. it was, there was just a lot of logistics. It becomes a whole weekend thing, and I know some guys are really, and girls are really pumped to shoot down there, but 
I think once you've done about 20, it kind of loses its allure because, you know, if you're shooting a double on the weekend, you've got to drive all the way back to Perth again. So um, these clients were super really wealthy. Um, we'll just say the mother of the bride was a, a well-known designer of something. Um, and I was really stoked to get them as clients. They seemed really, really nice. I just noticed at the um, uh, at the wedding prep that they were a little bit uh, on the funky side. And when I say funky, I mean, you know, they were getting the jams going. The party was pumping. Um, and more so than usual. And oh, just blew some air into the mic. So it was kind of, you know, I, I liked it. It was good. The energy was a bit different to what I was used to, but the girls were partying hard. Uh, there was 15 bridesmaids and 15 groomsmen. Probably the, one of the biggest bridal parties I've ever had to shoot. So um, did the groom prep. The boys were pretty chilled. Nothing out of the ordinary, just watching the footy, carrying on, yada, yada. Um, got to the girls and it was like, I was at uh, Tomorrowland. It was, it was insane. Uh, and one of the girls, as we were leaving the bridal prep, uh, said to my assistant, hey, like, just let Stewie know we've shelved it. And so my assistant look, like looked at her and said, okay. And we get into the, the ute, we're heading away. And I had another second shooter working with me that day because it's such a big wedding. And she said, the bridesmaids wanted you to know that they've shelved it. And I looked at it and I was like, shelved what? Like, I'm thinking of any shelf that I'd seen in bridal prep or, you know, <laughs> just racking my brains. And I was thinking, oh, shelved it, shelved it. And I was like, just, just Google, what does shelving mean? So my assistant gets onto her phone, shelving, and she's like, I don't know if this is right. I said, well, tell me, tell me what it is. And she said, I think the bridesmaids have put ecstasy in their bums. <laughs> so I'm like, no. And she's like, I don't know. They're pretty full on. And I was like, yeah, but surely not ecstasy right before their wedding. Like, because the bride was super, super calm. Um, and we'd seen other things like this at weddings before, but not right before the ceremony. It's generally at the reception. Um, and that's why I'm continuing this current theme of why drugs are becoming so prevalent at weddings. Um, so we, we get there, the girls are well behaved at the ceremony. I'm sort of looking at them, nothing's out of the ordinary. And, you know, we get to the family shots, we move that, we start getting into the, the vehicles, start heading off to the um, the location, uh, this little forest down in Burnup. And it, it's a stunning setting. And... The bridesmaids, are, you know, they start drinking and having fun. Everyone's having a good time. I'm thinking this is great. It's a good vibe for uh, photos when, when the bridal party having a good time. And they're all getting along. And one of the louder bridesmaids sort of just came to me and said, hey, um, just so you know, everyone's on Molly. And me being a non-party sort of person, I'm like, Molly, don't understand what you're saying. She's like, we've shelved some Molly. And I was like, you shelved some Molly? Like, she must have thought maybe it had a disability or... And she was like, we put ecstasy up our rectums. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, it's real. Like, I just couldn't believe it. So I was like, I just, uh, my normal instinct when people do things like that, it's, I just go, why? And she just said, well, why not? And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't know what I was meant to do with that information. My assistant's just standing there with my clipboard going... It's time to move, like, you know, time's running out. So I'm like, okay, well, just let's just get on with the shoot. So the design of the dress, these girls had some, like, $500 designer dresses. Like, they were just amazingly gorgeous. And 
uh, one of the bridesmaids who we just named Molly. It's not a real name. So Molly uh, started having really bad stomach pain. So we had to call a halt to the shoot. Uh, the boys sent them back to wait by the transport. They were having a couple of beers, having a good time. And one of the bridesmaids runs up and says, Molly's got a chronic case of diarrhea. Do you have any toilet paper? And I'm like, oh, no. no. And I always keep a towel and an esky. Esky's filled with ice and water and snacks and stuff for the day because down there you never know, you're never going to bump into anywhere like a server or something to pop in and get some snacks. And I'm thinking, holy shit, I only, I only have this towel. Like it's a white towel, like a little hand towel, bigger than a hand towel. And so I've got this towel. And she said, are you really attached to this towel? And I said, well, no. Uh, and she goes, could could we wipe her ass with it? <laughs> so, so what am I going to say? So I just said, sure, like take the towel and said, here's a plastic bag, you know, just put it in there and we'll figure out what to do with it after this. So she comes running back and she goes, um, you wouldn't have to have a bucket in your ute, would you? And I said, no, I don't have a bucket. And I said, what, what's going on down there? And all, all I can see is a group of bridesmaids around this, this Molly girl. And she says, uh, she says, Molly's got chronic diarrhea, but we can't get the dress into a position where she's not going to get crap on her dress. And I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, and this girl happened to be a nurse for, you know, and she said, we, we need, she needs to drink some water and she needs to defecate. <laughs> I'm just looking at my assistants like, what the fuck? And by the time the second photographer had joined us, I just said, hey, can you do me a favor to my second shooter? Can you please go and look after the boys, shoot some one-on-one portraits, like get them messing around, play some games with them, whatever. And this is a part of wedding, being a wedding photographer that sometimes I don't really like is that you happen to be entertainment. So you're not really, you know, uh, there to create any art. You just, you just happen to be a little bit of entertainment for everyone. I'm not a big fan of that. So she goes off. I'm thinking, I'm looking at this girl, my assistant's going, we've got 45 minutes, we've mainly made a dent, we need to get going. And I'm like, oh my God. So go into the back of the ute, pull all the snacks out, grab my $20 Kmart Esky and uh, um, take it down to them. And I'm like, look, like you can use the Esky, we'll just have to wash it out afterwards or, you know, like I wasn't even thinking. And they're like, oh, cool. So she sits down, squats over this Esky while I'm still there, like I didn't see anything. She was still fully in a, in a $500 designer dress. And I don't know, it was like, it was like maybe her, her the esky being underneath her was like a signal to unleash hell because I've, <laughs> I've never seen anything like it or heard anything like it. But she let out this almighty groan and it just sounded like a sluice gate had opened or something. It was, it was terrible. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm out of here. So I like walk off and I'm like standing with my assistant. I'm like, you know, dude, she's she's shitting in my esky. <laughs> and we just started laughing uncontrollably like, holy crap. And the, the nurse bridesmaid comes over and she, apparently she didn't take anything. And I said, is this because of the shelving? And she goes, yeah, it's, apparently it's a side effect. Like you can get pretty bad diarrhea. So all the way through the shoot, so we're standing in the in the, the SD, the maid of honor comes and brings me a towel in a plastic bag that looks like <laughs> it's been used in a in an ER. It looks terrible. 
Um, and I said, what, is, is that, is that got shit on it? She's like, yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I get another plastic bag, wrap it in that, chuck, chuck it in the back of the sealed part of my ute. Um, and, and I'm just like, don't forget that, you know? And then we tandem shot by doing the shoot and then Molly running over to the esky, lifting up her designer dress, dropping her guts in this esky. <laughs> like this happened like six times like running back and forth, shitting in this esky. Everyone else is on ecstasy, apparently. One one bridesmaid who is, like, making sure that Molly is firmly hydrated. The bride is, like, just having the best time ever. Nobody's paying attention to Molly shitting in my esky. And I can't, I just can't concentrate. So I start shooting, I start shooting. Thank God um, I had a really good shooter at the time who really wants to remain nameless on the story. But she's a wonderful human being, and I, God bless her for being there. Because... Um, there was a couple points where I just had to say, look, take the boys and I'll just shoot with the girls. So eventually we got through it. I said, look, take the bridal party. I can't deal with the shooting bridesmaid anymore. I'm going to take the bride and groom off deeper into the forest. So we go off, we shoot it. Everything's going really well. The bride's like, oh my God, thank you so much for letting us use your esky. And because we were so busy, I never really thought about what's going to happen to the esky when we go back. So now we're running a little bit over time and we have to get back to the reception and everyone knows how cranky reception people get and parents start blaming the photographers for going over time. So <laughs> I feel so sick even repeating the story. So we go back and Molly has filled up the esky like another two or three times. She's feeling great now. She's dancing. Everything's great. And we all start heading back to the ute and I just assume you shit in it. It, it is now your property. You know, that old old school rule, you ruin it, it's yours. And she has the, the audacity to go, oh, Stuart, don't forget your esky. And I just looked at my assistant and I was like, and the second shooter was like, I'm not fucking being lame there. <laughs> so I said to my assistant, look, you go ahead with the second shooter, like get the reception prepped up. And my, my assistant is actually a really good photographer. She's just not, she's not very um, confident. Like she doesn't have a lot of confidence. She's not confident with shooting people and stuff yet, but she's really good with table placements and all that. So I give her a spare camera. I say, go, go shoot, you know, the inside and blah, 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 blah. So she goes off. So I'm standing in the forest and I just had one of these like, fuck my life moments where I'm standing there with an ice and shit filled esky in a beautiful forest and born up. And it was, it was a, such a juxtaposition. And I'm, I pick it up and I'm like, Jesus, this thing's heavy. I can't open it. And I'm like, how much did she put in here? And so I'm walking back to the unit and it's shh, and it's sloshing around like watery ice going back and forth inside this esky. And every now and again, I get these, these, this smell of like, I don't know, it just smelled like paprika and, and defecation. It was just awful. And um, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm just going, oh man. And so I finally get it to the ute and I think, well, what do I do with it? I can't leave it here. It's this beautiful forest. I can't just leave this esky on the side of the road. Someone might stop. Um, you know, what is my ethical responsibility here? I'm like, oh my God. So I go into the back of the ute, always keep duct tape and all sorts of things in there in a toolbox because you never know what you're going to need as a photographer. So I grab this duct tape and I wrap the whole box in, um, uh, in <laughs> duct tape. <laughs> round and round so the lid is tight i even like did a layer around the seal just to make sure that this thing was and then i opened the back of the unit i punk it in there and i put some stands up against it and 
uh, so it's not going to move. And um, yeah, took it back to the wedding, shot the wedding, shot the reception. So we drove back up to Perth with this esky full of poop in the back of the uh, in the back of the Ute. And um, every time we turned a corner, I just had this really bad feeling that it would just slush all over the back of the ute or that it would open and um my assistant was gagging the whole time every time I brought it up on the ride home and um as soon as we got back to I think we got near um like Bibra Lake sort of area coming up the freeway we just pulled into industrial area and I found the 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 biggest bin I could find that was open like a skip bin and I wrote with the <laughs> permanent marker on the side wrote hazmat all over the lid and said poop inside beware <laughs> just in case someone came across it because I didn't know what to do and uh, ever since then I've stopped carrying an esky in my ute and um, yeah it's just one of those things one of those stories um, I don't think I'll ever get over that and uh, this will be the sort of the last episode where we sort of discuss drugs at weddings, but I highly recommend it to anyone that's listening to tell your bridal parties, if they like to party, just save it for later. Save it for another date. It's not worth it. It's not worth ruining a $500 designer wedding dress over something so stupid and putting drugs up your bum. So uh, it makes the photographer's life hard, the videographer's life hard. You end up pooping in my esky. Just just don't do it. Um, and uh, that concludes the story for episode four, Molly, the bridesmaid in the esky of poop. Um, as you can see, the episode's going on. They sound and take a bit of a Harry Potter vibe to the names. It's just something that makes me laugh. So if you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoyed the story today and you want to support the podcast, again, not doing it for money it's just a hobby if you can subscribe and rate it on apple podcasts uh, if you give it like a five stars we go up onto the trending page uh, if we get enough reviews so if you can do that that'd be amazing um you can follow the podcast uh here on anchor on apple google podcasts uh breaker pocketcast radio republic and stitcher again uh instagram is at the holdens or stuartholden.net um, our podcast has its own Instagram, which is at C-O-A-W-P underscore podcast. And also the favorite part, again, of recording a podcast each week is participating in conversations with people after. So feel free to send me an email, free, free, feel free to uh, send an Instagram message through. I'd love to hear from you. Um, and we go on to what I like to call unhelpful wedding advice. And the question comes from Amanda off of Instagram, and she said... How do we whittle down our guest list? We feel guilty about not inviting some people at our wedding, no, not inviting some people to our wedding, but we simply can't afford it. Any advice would be great. So the advice I give to clients is to go through your wedding list, um, start grouping people into categories. So family, anyone with DNA that's remotely related to yours, you put them into one pile. Your close friends that you have a lot of contact with within six months, and then your sort of older friends that you really don't see, maybe only once a year or so, uh, then your work acquaintances. And then uh, I have another category which I tell people to put in uh, people into that category that are, um, they feel like 
they feel sort of like I call it the hostage category because you have to invite people like your boss or you know that sort of idea and so work through those quite quickly because you know 150 bucks a head it starts to add up and start looking at those people that you don't hear from and you know um, I've had clients be quite ruthless and, and just tell people and say look would love to invite you to the ceremony but you can't come to the reception we haven't seen you in two years and there's other people that are closest to us that that need that spot so terribly sorry and you always going to get people who are going to think you're a bit of a tired ass but to be honest who cares like sometimes people just want to go to a wedding for the free booze um, it's either that or you invite tons of people and make it a cash bar uh, and then people are going to think you're a tired ass anyway so um, the way I see it is you, you go through those acquaintance, that acquaintance list and that hostage list of people who you feel obliged to invite. I'd say maybe like your closest workmate or, or maybe two and your boss, you know, um, that's always good for you depending on what sort of line of work you're in. But things like, you know, your dad's workmates or your mum's workmates and auntie from the bridge club and the surf lifesaving club, all those sorts of people, they don't need to be at your wedding. And honestly, they they probably don't give a shit, and you can actually see it in the reception, because when I'm photographing a reception and the and the groom is giving a speech, there's two tables at the back, normally two or three tables, depending on the size, of people who just talk the whole way through and they just couldn't give a shit, and those are the people that you shouldn't have invited to your wedding, and you can actually see it in the faces of the parents when they're listening to their their son standing up there talking and they're looking at their their new daughter or daughter, you know, vice versa. And then there's this raucous laughter and talking from the back of the room. And it annoys me to death. So I I honestly have no idea how it makes the parents feel. But yeah, work through those two lists, whittle it down and be ruthless. Okay. You're not, you're not, it's not a charity event. It's your wedding. It's an important day. So cut through the crap. And that's it for episode four of Confessions of a Wedding Photographer. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Stuart Holden. Uh, Hit me up at The Holdens if you have any questions, any feedback that you want to join in on the podcast. Um, The next podcast, hopefully, fingers crossed, we have one of my dear friends uh, and fashion photographer, well-known fashion photographer in Perth, Tristan Judd, who's going to be joining me on the podcast. We're going to be talking photography. We're going to be talking fashion. We're going to be talking business. We're going to be talking some drama. We're going to have a good old chinwag. So hopefully you can join us in the next episode. If you have the time, please rate, please subscribe. And until next time, I'll keep confessing.